Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, February 27th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Monmouth officially names acting AD Jennifer Sansevero as its next AD, after leading the Hawks since July. President Patrick Leahy said, she is deeply committed to the student-athletes under her care, as well as to the coaches and staff members who support them. She is the right person, at the right time, at the right place. I look forward to working with her for years to come as we continue our quest to become one of the leading mid-major athletic programs in the nation. Washington State President Kirk Schultz concedes the college football playoff is a mess right now, telling the San Jose Mercury News's John Wilner the internal communication among CFP leaders leaves something to be desired. Schultz said, the commissioners meet to discuss the playoff on a regular basis. Every couple months, they ask the presidents to approve something. We are getting too much information second and third hand. If the SEC and Big Ten are considering things, it's appropriate they communicate to us. That communication is not going on. During last week's meetings, in fact, a president from the group of five reminded the board that playoff expansion, from four to twelve teams, had previously stalled as the commissioners squabbled, saying the reason we got to where we are is the presidents took the lead, according to Schultz. The other sticky wicket continues to involve revenue disparity, and Schultz tells Wilner, the leagues have become tiered, and two of them are more resourced than everybody else. And some of the highly resourced schools have a different format in mind, which would give them more automatic qualifiers. Meanwhile, Schultz remarks that there is profound sense of regret about the situation we're in. A lot of presidents have told me, that could have been us or, that could be us. Realignment isn't done. As Washington State and Oregon State consider how best to utilize their $255 million war chest, JohnCanzano.com's titular publisher acknowledges the schools could use the funds to ensure they can retain coaches but adds, I'm not convinced those things are what matter most to the coaches in football and men's and women's basketball right now. I've talked with a few of them and the feedback I get is that they're concerned about the public perception of being relegated to the Mountain West and WCC. It threatens the recruiting effort and retention of the current roster. It's why Oregon State football coach Jonathan Smith bolted for Michigan State instead of being more patient. Smith could have probably waited for Washington or UCLA to open up but had an any port in a storm mentality. He took the first available exit. It will be essential for OSU and Washington State to draw some clear and definitive distinctions between themselves and the MWC and WCC programs they compete against next season. That will take brand awareness and intentional action. The narrative and message to coaches and players must be that this is a short-term plan and that they're not settling. Oklahoma State is currently in the silent phase of its $325 million vision plan announced last year, according to Cowboys AD Chad Weiberg. The plan includes several facilities upgrades, including a new softball complex, indoor track and field facility, men's and women's basketball practice facilities, a human performance innovation complex and football center and a Gallagher-IBA Arena Welcome Plaza. Weiberg says OSU is keeping fundraising efforts quiet for now but notes architects have been contacted about most facilities. Weiberg said, it's hard to believe it's been a year already. But a year in, and I feel good about the progress that we're making. These are once-in-a-lifetime projects. Anytime you build anything like this, they're gonna be there for 40, 50, 60 years or beyond. So the main thing is, it's not so much how fast you can get it done, you got to get it right because you got one shot to do it. Sportico's Michael McKinn explains that EA Sports's NIL contracts with student-athletes for college football 25 could hurt the NCAA in court. 
Simply put, EA offered a contract to student-athletes, who could either accept or reject it. Meanwhile, long-standing NCAA legal defenses, such as the claim that amateurism rules protect college athletes from exploitation and help distinguish the product of college sports from what pro sports offer, are being aggressively criticized by judges as unpersuasive and circular. It's why Justice Brett Kavanaugh went so far as to write in NCAA v. Alston, the NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. Expect EA's use of simple contract law principles to negotiate with college athletes to be mentioned in court filings to argue athletes and consumers have unnecessarily denied games by NCAA rules. Heitner Legal founder Darren Heitner is increasingly finding that the more experienced, reputable agencies are considering charging a commission on NIL collective deals, albeit below the standard marketing fee collected for typical endorsement deals. For those charging, the range tends to be between 3 to 10 percent. Some agents are also considering only taking a commission on the amount of compensation they can add, in negotiations, above the original offer presented by the NIL collective to the player. Many agents are playing the long game, but are growing tired of giving away services. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, February 27th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.